This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. I have a very special guest who I have never met in person, but have definitely felt her amazing presence online. And I would love to welcome Erica Spring onto the podcast. Thank you so much, Erica. Well, hi, Jasmine. I'm so excited to be finally getting to put a, a face and a name and voice all together. And thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I was introduced to you in the Trapped in the Op group. I think that's where I first yes yes that's yep. what it is yep and I, I, I just love your presence and, and what you have put forth out there you're very transparent you've talked about um, owning a business trying to work towards building and strengthening it and, and talking about the challenges of that and you're also very very committed to excellence in dental hygiene which has kind of led you to completing a master's degree Mm-hmm. and and going into education. So I think your story and your journey, which is still continuing on, we're just at the tip of it right now. I think it's definitely going to be very empowering, inspiring to listeners. So I can't wait to kind of dive in and, and hear more about you. Oh, awesome. Well, that's great. I'm excited to share. All right. So you've worked in dentistry for over 20 years. You started off as a chairside dental assistant before you became a dental hygienist. What was that transition like for you going from dental assisting into dental hygiene? Well, actually, I went through a vocational program in high school because I felt at the time I really wanted to be employable right out of high school. And my mom was a dental assistant. My dad was a teacher. He had Um, many years of education behind him and I thought you know let me go through this vocational school and see where I end up I can at least be employed because I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do Jasmine so you know looking back um, I was young I moved around a little bit but I was able to find you know employment anywhere that I that I ended up across the United States so I traveled a little bit and when I ended up in an orthodontic office and I had my own chair with my own patients and I saw, you know, the kids coming in and poor oral hygiene, it, that was really my, you know, my, my turnkey, like I need, I need to do something different. I have, you know, I felt like I had more to offer and I felt like I really liked the autonomy of treating my own patients. So that's when I got back to North Carolina, I decided to apply for dental hygiene school. So I really love the the autonomy, um, and I wasn't a very good assistant. It, I think I had too much auto- autonomy for my own good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know what? You are the second person I've met. Siobhan Healy is the first uh, who actually did the same thing I did. And there was I went to Hillcrest High School. And I did a dental assisting program in high school. So I started mm-hmm. when I was 16 awesome. working in a yeah. dental office. Absolutely. And it was a great experience. I'm glad that I did that. Um, it made me know for sure that dentistry was the career for me. I knew when I was 13. 
mm-hmm. but it was solidified once I started working in there. So I love the fact that you started off early, and I am a huge advocate for that for young people today to have that. You don't see that many programs like that, though, anymore. No, you don't see that many programs. And actually, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, when I was living in Virginia Beach that um, they actually had a career and technology center right around the corner from where I lived. And I was able to go in and speak to the students because I thought, you know, I was a vocational school graduate. And let me tell you where I started so they could kind of see my journey. And, mm-hmm. you know, one, I think education now in, in K-12 through is such such a challenge that it gives these, you know, younger generation um, adolescents just some some focus on that, you know, maybe they don't want to go to college, but they want to be more than just, you know, a server somewhere. So I think it really has some merit because they can, they can actually get employed, you know, right out of school, at least for a little while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you said you said that you you went from dental assisting to dental hygiene, which was a great segue. Uh-huh. You've continued on with your education, which I absolutely love. Uh-huh. I I feel that even if you feel like you want to be in a clinical practice, you need to advance your degree. Uh-huh. I just feel like every single degree I've had has elevated my thinking beyond what I could even imagine. Um, it's more than just getting that degree. But you also served as a new patient coordinator. So what is that? Like, what did that specifically do for you in your career? Sure. Well, let me backtrack just a little bit. Um, when I was living out west, I I began teaching part-time at a community college just as an adjunct clinical instructor, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And that was kind of my spark to get my master's degree. Mm. And when I returned, or excuse me, to my bachelor's degree, and when I returned to North Carolina, um, a job opportunity opened at Coastal Carolina Community College, and my instructor, who was an instructor here for 35 years, was retiring. And I was offered the position, so I, I took that position. And in the meantime, I had married a Marine who was you know, on active duty. So about four years into my my education process here, we had to move to Virginia. And I thought life was over. I'm like, I will never get back in this institution because people retire from here. I was giving up my dream job because I just fell in love with, you know, the students and education. And I felt like I was giving back to the community in these, in these young students, you know, journey. And we ended up in Virginia. Uh, and I ended up working for Dr. Tanya Brown in Chesapeake, Virginia, who is a restorative and cosmetic dentist. And I worked with her well, off and on for probably six to eight months, just kind of filling in in part time. And she embraced my experience as a hygienist at that time for 15 years, as well as my education background. And she created a spot for me as her new patient coordinator, which meant for her, I was able to kind of um, strictly work with the new patients and she was very unique in developing her own new patient kind of profile and protocol because she did a lot more, you know, Spear Dawson type dentistry, which it was not your average, just, you know, general dentistry in and out. We saw a lot of huge cases, a lot of full mouth restorations, and she really opened my eyes to another level of dentistry, restorative dentistry. I had worked in perio for, you know, a long time, so in general practice, but never to that level of restorative dentistry. So when we had cases that we were presenting and it was you know, whether it was full mouth reconstruction or hybrid uh, hybrid dentures with a lot of implants, you know, it was just a phenomenal learning experience. And I really credit <clears throat> her with elevating my 
you know, want for education and the consulting and the speaking um, and just being fortunate to call her, you know, my mentor because she just opened my eyes to so many different things and she allowed me to kind of help co-create her new patient process and part of her team, uh, as well as allowed me to kind of mentor some of the younger hygienists in her practice. And we just had a great working relationship. And she's just a, you know, really phenomenal dentist who I really contribute to a lot of my, you know, desire to, to move forward and continue learning. And, you know, in hygiene school, you get just the tip of the iceberg on occlusion and even restorative work. And, you know, her commitment to excellence with her patients really just sparked an interest to me, like, you know, fire almost. I just couldn't believe, like, I'm like, I've been practicing all this time and nobody's ever explained this to me or I didn't understand, you know, because I was working perio. So it was a great opportunity for me to, I still did some chair side, you know, scale root planing and, you know, profies and stuff for her. But I, I had at least two patients a day that were full new patient exams with her. And we did a lot of treatment planning, co-diagnosing, and then um, we incorporated bacterial testing with her protocols. So it, it was just That's a phenomenal fantastic. experience. It was wonderful, and it gave me just a little bit of the edge to kind of come out of the op, if you will. Yes. And um, she was great at embracing, you know, things that we felt needed to be improved or to help her, you know, make things better. So it, it was a really awesome opportunity. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, you know, you had the thing that most hygienists pray. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> to have the relationship like yeah. that's all we want is yes. to be able to work I mean that's really true teamwork really mm -hmm. and really using both positions the restorative and preventative to the its full potential absolutely full so potential what's the, what's the disconnect I mean because I know that you do consulting why is it so difficult for us to come together and be able to work in that manner well, it's interesting. I've, you know, I've been a clinical trainer for Acteon the last year or so, and that's allowed me to get into some of these practices. And now that I've relocated back to North Carolina, I've, um, you know, my last two years, I was really dedicated to finishing this master's degree, which is a whole other conversation. And I'm, I'm literally four weeks away from turning in that last submission. So I'm super excited about that. But when I started, I started working with, um, you know, with a life coach and how I could, how I could start this business and what else I could do. And I knew it knowing that we were going to be leaving Virginia. And she was really the one who kind of sparked this interest in, in consulting. And, you know, you have this background behind you. How can you, how can you help others? And I always felt like, like my disconnect in practices was I cared more about the periodontal health than my dentist did. You know, they kind of relied on us to, yep, it's this or that, and then they were out the door. Mm. You know, and and which fell on us, and yet there was no real protocols or any real systems. And when I worked for Dr. Brown, it was the complete opposite. You know, she really allowed us to help co-diagnose and kind of prepare the patient for the treatment that they needed, and she was on board. You know, and she was on board 110%. Mm -hmm. And she stood, you know, behind us and felt like, you know, we did a lot of team training to get to that point mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And she was very gracious in, you know, allowing us to do that because 
I also feel the disconnect is, you know, that sometimes the dentists don't want to invest that, not that they don't want to invest the training, but maybe the time for the training, or it's too hard for them to understand the whole perio link, or they're focused on restorative because, you know, they want us to do it, yet there seems to be that disconnect when they come in, and, you know, I'll see dentists say, well, I don't, you know, it's just four and five millimeter pockets, or it's just this, or it's, you know, they minimize that to the patients, which really just... that word yeah, just. Just. Or a little, you know, the, a little bit of bleeding. And I'm like, well, this patient is, you know, four and five millimeters, but there's 130 sites of bleeding. Or, you know, I mean, it, so I, I think, too, that, you know, I, I wish that the dental community or the dentists could, I think it's easier for them to have those systems and protocols into place so that they can train their staff and they can all be on the same page. And I think that flows right into, you know, case acceptance for sure. Absolutely. All right. So I think, you know, so I see now why it's kind of led you to this revolutionary hygiene, which you've recently packaged that into, uh, I wouldn't say a new brand, but a new frame, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of a new frame. And, you know, originally when you said we kind of met through Trapped in an Op, um, prior to that, as I was kind of getting my vision for revolutionary hygiene going, I, you know, I'm a hygienist, so I'm a perfectionist. And, you know, kind of like what you said, oh, we wait till everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like I was at that stage where if I don't get this website out, you know, it's not going to be real. And I felt like I was holding myself back. being the perfectionist, type A, typical hygiene personality. And I started with revolutionary hygiene and kind of got my, you know, my protocols and my framework together and I wanted to get the name out there. And the as I started kind of working through that, I just kind of felt like it wasn't quite finished. Like it was my first attempt and I felt like this is, this is a good start, but I want it, I want it more defined. I, I, you know, I, I had been out speaking some, I had gotten to talk to other professionals and I felt like I needed to just kind of refresh and redefine that original vision. So I don't think it's too far off, but I wanted just to, to be a little bit, you know, better in the clarity department. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, it takes a, a huge amount of courage and, um, or bravery, it's all really the same thing to step <laughs> out and do your own thing. What really pushed you in that direction? Because, you know, I I'm, I started Beyond the Profi podcast primarily because mom Janice is really a feel good and we talk about, you know, how they've kind of managed being a mother and, and you are a mom and your wife and there are some challenges along with that. But I really <laughs> wanted to focus on the discontentment that you see in our profession. And a lot of times, if we're not at these dental hygiene conferences, if you're not networking all the time, you just don't get a chance to hear other people's stories. And Mm -hmm. this is making it easier and more accessible for people to get motivated and empowered. So what really drove you to do that? And if there's a hygienist that may be listening that is feeling in a rut and just not satisfied, what would you say in your particular journey that has helped you to be able to keep that momentum up? Sure. Well, I think the first thing was I I had to look back and think, you know, everything happens for a reason because I was in this dream job teaching at the community college and we got orders and I ended up with Dr. Tanya Brown and uh, by way of, you know, referral, I was able to speak and have several conversations with Linda Miles, who is, you know, a milestone of, you know, 
success. And I felt really fortunate to be able to speak to both of those ladies very frankly and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm in this profession going on 20 years by the time we get orders again. And I know physically the demands, you know, my body is not going to be able to come up with or not be able to, you know, not to keep up with. And I decided that where, where am I going to go from here? You know, if I can't get back into teaching because I really didn't know another teaching position would be open when we got back here, what, what am I going to do? You know, and I love education and I was able to um, do some clinical mentoring with some young hygienists there in Virginia. And I really feel that I owe that credit again to Dr. Tanya Brown and, and even Linda Miles who kind of said, you know, you've got a lot of talent for teaching and education and the clinical skills. I've, you know, had many, many years of perio practice and that instrumentation to me is kind of my forte and I, I love it. And that was really kind of the nail on the head. When I spoke to Linda Miles, you know, she basically was the one who said, well, you know, you have kind of two options. You can go to work for somebody else or you can go to work for yourself. And why do you want to work for somebody else when you can create, you know, your own vision, your own brand, your own, you know, way of doing things. And she said, you can meld all of that together. And that's where I kind of started with revolutionary hygiene and then again, continuing to work on my master's degree kind of kind of put uh, a lot of coaching and consulting on the on the back burner for a while and I'm getting ready hopefully in 2008 to make some bigger connections and get out there and network and do some speaking engagements. Um, I was able to attend NCDHA this year and that that was really helpful. I met a lot of not only educators and um, you know just a lot of connections even through even through trapped in an op. So it's, right. it's been a really good network and everybody, I think too, the, you can attest to the charisma and the momentum and the energy that everybody has entrapped, you know, thanks to Elijah, mm-hmm. who can really just, you know, like you said, we're all moms and wives and, you know, million things going on at the same time. So I think just staying in that momentum thinking, you know, it's just some days it's just one day at a time. It's like, if I can get one task done, then tomorrow I can do something else. And it's been you know, the, the, it'll be coming to an end the, the next couple of weeks where I can finally submit that last project and then really focus on Spring Innovative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. I love the fact that you mentioned the need for mentors. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's hard when you are like ourselves, which are type A personalities. You are used to having everything under control for the most part or or in your mind you think you have it under control right and you try to do everything on your own but really in having a, a fulfilling career you cannot and you save so much heartache by reaching out to those who have already done it yes um, and creating genuine relationships because what it is is a relationship and people can tell if you're not being genuine they can tell if you have an ulterior motive where you're just out for yourself mm-hmm. and um, these individuals who are rock star hygienists they're there and they really do want to help and they really yeah, do care I agree. you know really well and care. just on that note too I think one of the things about having a mentor and like you said you know being surrounded by people who have done it before or done it their own way and it's like there's so much information I thought my gosh how am I going to launch this and there's so many other speakers and consultants and I think that you kind of launched beyond the profi um, around the same time I launched revolutionary hygiene because I can remember finding your website kind of out of the way and 
And I thought, how am I ever going to be, you know, successful at this? There's so many people doing this. And my, my coach at the time, she said, you know, Erica, there's so many people out there. You're going to put your own spin on this. You're going to put your own personality into it. You're going to focus on different things and that will resonate. She said, there's more than enough for everybody going around. And that just, you know, resonated with me. And then, you know, even now when you look on Trapped, I mean, we've grown from like, you know, 5,000 people to almost 10,000 people. And, you know, everybody is still doing their own thing and progressing. And it's been, it's been really fun to kind of watch everybody grow in their own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I find it, um, I love the fact that you bring out to stay focused and realize, you know, what someone explained to you, which was that you were going to do things your own way and there is enough for everyone. I think for me, um, that has been the biggest lesson for myself as I've been trying to pursue something on my own and working on my speaking career and working on, you know, Beyond the Profi and Mom Genist. I started in April of 2016. That's when, that's when Beyond the Profi launched and um it's evolved already within a year and a half and i would have to say that that is the one that is the one thing that really makes you fearful i guess of continuing on because you see people hopping out of the works and they're all just Mm -hmm. as passionate as you are but again you've got to be focused on what your mission and your vision is and i've seen where there are times when i focus on that and i'm sure you you've seen that too um, you see the fruits of your labor manifest, and it's it's something beautiful. Sure, absolutely, and I I think the need too when I when I talk to hygienists or when I speak, you know, even even locally, you know, I I see what's not being done in practices, and I see, you know, there's no they're not periocharting or they're seeing patients in 40 or 50 minutes, and you know, you ask a, a crowd of hygienists, well, what what is your perio percentage, you know, and I see those loopholes that are still open. And I'm like, that's what keeps me going because I'm like, there is much more you can do. There's much more than we can do. And then I feel like, you know, so much more the profession can do. You know, I, I know you're an ADHA member, as am I. And, mm-hmm. you know, going forward, I'm, I'm a true advocate for the advanced practitioner um, protocols that are being looked at in several states. And I feel like there's so much we can do for patients and for our profession that 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 keeps me going as well. And now I'm blessed to have these young professionals in my class and I get to share not only my experience with them but show them the future and hope that one you know if they can take one or two things from their their time here at Coastal and you know catapult them forward into their career or making a difference in the profession because I'm only hoping that North Carolina gets on board so we can do local anesthesia before I retire Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you guys aren't but how Neither am I to say that? Because Maryland, I mean, we haven't really been doing it except for since 2008 or nine, and that's really ah, okay. nothing right. compared to, like, the 70s for other people mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Yeah, that's well, we're, it, I might be 70 by the time we get to do a little <laughs> here. Your hand will still be steady. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, and the, the thing is, is when I lived in a couple other states out West, you know, I had that credential in two other states, oh, and it yeah. was great. So, yeah. So when I came back to North Carolina and I'm like, well, great, you know, I have to just go back to asking for, for permission to have anesthesia. So, but that's okay. Man, man, oh man. Oh, I would just be, I don't know. Like I love North Carolina. It's beautiful. I don't know. That would keep me away from moving there. I mean, you had no choice because you're going with your family, but <laughs> I'm just, 
I can see how that can be definitely frustrating, especially if you've experienced that expanded practice or services oh, as a yeah. dental hygienist. For sure, for sure. So you got you've gotten your masters. You're working on it currently. You haven't graduated yet, um, but you are almost there in educational there. leadership. Mm-hmm. Like, what made you decide on that degree? Well, I did my bachelor's degree in dental hygiene through Northern Arizona University, and at the time, you know, I was looking at education, and I knew I had to have a degree above what I was teaching. So, obviously, I went through um, their online completion program. I got my bachelor's in dental hygiene back in 2009. So, when it came time to look at the future, and I looked at you know, speaking and consulting and the business aspect, and I went through, oh my God, I think months of curriculum choices and degree options, and I decided that I, I would limit myself if I chose to do a, a master's degree in dental hygiene. And I thought, well, my true passion is education and teaching, but yet I still felt like I lacked some of uh, the leadership courses or even management courses. So Northern Arizona was one of the few colleges that actually had this educational leadership and I was able to pick a lot of my electives in what I felt would be necessary to kind of complement my business. So a lot of the um, leadership courses, curriculum design, I mean there was just a lot of flexibility for me there Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to be working on my final portfolio and that is going to be submitted on the 9th and then I am done. So I'm super excited about that. (laughs) It's been a long time coming. So I decided and you know education is great but you are limited sometimes because of our semester schedule. So Mm -hmm. I will be doing grades on December 15th and watching commencement probably from my office online. No. (laughs) Oh nothing's going on. I don't care what's going on. I'm not missing mine. I'm going to be dabbing my way across. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're going to give me my diploma and I'm going to be dab. Yep. (laughs) I'm slated to walk in May, so we'll see if that pans out. But uh, I'm actually officially done. I'll still be a graduate of 2017, so that's okay. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah, you've got to walk. And I can't, like, I envision on the days that I feel so overwhelmed, I actually envision myself walking taking pictures with my Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. like that's what I'm trying to focus on because I tell you it is there's some days where you just want to pull out all the rest of your hair it's probably why I cut off all my hair right anytime (laughs) like I have no hair on my head like I was just there this last week and I was like can you cut a little bit more and she's like Jasmine you're not gonna have anything left on your head and I'm like but I don't want it I want to be bald right and I know it's because of like the overwhelming feeling of of school and Mm -hmm. I'm almost there and whenever I'm dealing with something emotional like this I cut my hair it's it's gone right well it must it must be (laughs) contagious because I did the same thing not too long ago and in our our Marine Corps ball pictures I'm like I don't know what they're going to do to my hair because it's so short but um (laughs) I think you're absolutely right it must be the you know the older you get or maybe it's the more more wise we get the shorter our hair gets or something I'm not sure yeah my poor husband he's suffering because he wants me my hair to grow back and I told him I'll grow it back you know eventually I don't know I have two girls though I have two girls with very long hair so Anywho, all right, so you, I don't even know where else to start. I mean, there's so much, and I definitely want to have you back because we haven't even, oh, thank you. we haven't even gone over everything yet. So, all right, many people who are looking for career changes, 
are interested in working with corporate entities and you have you have some industry partners that you've worked with can you just briefly explain how a dental hygienist who may be in clinical care is looking to do more how can they prepare themselves to work with corporate entities or get in a position to be recognized by by them in their in their particular role that's sure yeah, well, actually, um, you know, my I'm going to say my speaking career, my launch actually started with two ladies out of uh, the Greensboro, North Carolina uh, area, Pam Causey and Vicki Councilman, and they are fabulous, super hygienists, you know, wives, moms, entrepreneurs, and they started their company, Saving Gracie's, and when I was teaching many years ago, they spoke at our, our student meeting for NCDAJ. And what they do is they actually purchase the student instrument kits from the students and resell them as gently used instruments to other practices. And I can't even remember, to be honest with you, how we sparked up a conversation, but I reached out to them. I'm sure it was to purchase instruments. And we had this conversation and they were looking at comprehensive care and putting on a CE and you know Vicki reached out to me and said you know Erica you've been teaching she's like I need some help putting this together could we kind of pull together and do this whole CE presentation and I'm like sure so we did and we've spoken several in several areas Winston-Salem Greensboro you know here on the coast North Carolina and it really started out Jasmine as just kind of a uh, you know, a like-minded mission, if you will. They're mm-hmm. they're dedicated, passionate. They want to spread the word about comprehensive care and you know the oral systemic link. And I think, really, for me, networking with them really gave me some encouragement. Like, you know, this this can be real. We can really do this. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I work with somebody, it always you know launches me to do better because I feel like I'm I'm more empowered because we're we're doing this as a team. So I think networking is absolutely um, important and really being clear on what you what you believe in. And I know as young hygienists or even hygienists that have been, you know, in the op for many, many years, we get kind of stagnant, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there's, you know, because of time, because of money, you know, and even myself, I'm like, I really wish I could get to a point where I could get on one of the Smiles at Sea cruises and it is on my bucket list. But, you know, we... we get overwhelmed and there's so much going on that I've learned that sometimes I just it's okay to say no it may not be no forever but it, it may be no right now mm-hmm. and in in with that networking finding those you know professionals who kind of believe in the same things that we believe in um, has really helped the other thing that I found really helpful is um, connecting with your reps you know whether it's shine or you know an instrument company because I really think that um, even in educational setting I've had several opportunities in this past year before I came back to the college to interview and you know some of the interviews went well trying to get out of the op and some of the interviews maybe didn't go well and I, I kind of felt guilty almost that I'm like gosh you know I feel like I really blew it but in hindsight I felt like you know I was wanting out of the ops so bad that I was almost willing to take anything mm-hmm. and yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and it was kind of like you know I felt bad but I'm like well it's really not what I want so I think as we you know get older and wiser and you have that confidence to be like no this really isn't a good fit for me but you know doing something with Pam and Vicky was a great fit and I, I feel like your audience that resonates with them when they can see your your passion and your inspiration through that um, 
And I've just been really fortunate to, to kind of connect with a lot of the Hufridi reps. And of course, I've been in different states and different areas. So my circle, you know, has been very generous to me and working with, um, you know, even Doug at Get Hired RDH, you know, he started helping me out with my resume and um, my website originally for revolutionary hygiene. And, you know, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And I want to bring some of his curriculum into, you know, some of the classes that I'm teaching here. Yeah, and I'm definitely for listeners, we'll put Doug's um, uh, website up there because I've seen what he's done for Erica, mm-hmm. and he's he's very professional. He's done a lot of wonderful resumes and websites for people, um, and he's he's great. He's really great. I like he the is. message that, he's put, that he puts out there. I haven't personally used him. I've just seen what he's done for other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I have personally used him for not only my resume. I mean, several documents. He did postcards when I was transitioning in my move. He's helped me with my website. We've done a couple um, kind of conferencing things on on some different ideas that he and I wanted to put together and he is super fabulous so highly recommend you know highly recommend Doug and you know um, I just don't have enough good things to say I mean he's just fabulous that is awesome that is awesome so all right my I have my last two questions for you okay Um, and I really appreciate you sharing that information I feel that it would be very valuable to the listeners. So what would you say is the best career advice you've ever been given so far in your journey? I would say the best career advice that I've been given is to just keep going forward. You know, um, it's it's a journey and it is your own journey and you can make it as fast or slow as you want to. And, you know, really I think finding a mentor and finding somebody else who has been in, in your shoes or my shoes, um, has been instrumental and then I also think the other thing is is giving back you know giving back for me as a mentor and I you know I still have students that call that were graduates from years and years ago or I have other hygienists that you know call that I've worked with what would you do about this so I mean I feel like that sense of giving back is also very very rewarding because you know owning your own business and diving in and trying to make a career or you know two careers out of something it can be really daunting at times and I know you've experienced that too with everything we all have going on so um, I've learned to just take things one step at a time and, and it's okay if it's not perfect you know we just have to keep going forward absolutely wow oh well last question okay what was the last book you read uh, the last book I'm actually still listening to is Big Magic. Oh, uh-huh. I read that one. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm still in the process because, you know, I can only absorb so much. But now that I'm commuting, I can at least, you know, download a book and <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Audible is a lifesaver for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be reading. Um, right now, I'm reading <laughs> Leaders Eat Last. Oh, yes. I've read that and it's fabulous. Yes, it's very, very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, interesting approach too when it comes to looking Uh at leadership and looking at how the body works you know I mean it's just it's phenomenal anywho I thank you so much Erica for being on the show um I I can't believe like 35 minutes passed by that quickly it was it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and talking a little bit about your career uh if listeners are interested in getting in contact with you where can they find you how how should they contact you Sure. Um, they can 
check me out at my new website, and that's www.springinnovative.com. Uh, my email is info at springinnovative.com, and I have a contact number listed there as well. And it's been truly a pleasure just getting to visit with you and talk on the show, and I really appreciate you having me. 